Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, boy, what a, what a year 2020 has been, right? 2021, we are here, and, um, you know, 2020 threw us for a loop in many ways. Um, you know, you think you can be prepared for something, and then all of a sudden, everything is thrown upside down. So I have a picture to show you. You know, when we're prepared for... This is me being prepared for 2020, right? So we're ready for 2020, and then this is our reality when 2020 hits, right? So you think you're prepared, you think you're ready, and then bam, right between the eyes you get hit. Or maybe you're someone who had your dream vacation planned, and you had plans to go somewhere where you've been trying to go for a long time, and you know... Your expectation was to have a dream vacation, something like that, and then your reality was you were stuck at home with a lot of dirty dishes. <laughs> oh, there's so many funny memes out there to um, name 2020. I had lots of them, but I, I obviously couldn't couldn't just do jokes up here all day as much as I wanted to, but... Um, You know, one thing that we do know is that 2020 has taught us many things. And regardless of the year that you had in 2020, I just want to encourage you um, that there are two things that are worth doing every year. No matter what the year is, there's two things that are worth doing every year. And that is reflect and receive. And so um, reflect. Take some time to reflect on the year that 2020 was for you? Were there deep griefs? Were there gratitudes? Both are our teachers. We can hold grief and gratitude together, and both are our teachers. And so please take some time to reflect on 2020. Uh, Reflect on what you learned. What did your grief teach you? What did your gratitude teach you? What is going to serve you well going into the new year? Or maybe what hasn't served you well? What showed up in you in 2020 that you, that you noticed and said, I, you know, this did not serve me well. It did not serve my friends well. did not serve my family well. And so what can you leave behind? So there's value in reflection, reflection on the past year and taking time to notice what showed up in you. And then the second thing is receive what the new year has to bring. And so, yes, we receive, God, all that 2021 has to bring us. We receive the invitation of new things and new experiences and um, how God and we can together um, help form Christ in us so that we can, as Sean said, the Imago Dei, um, Christ in us. And how can we step into 2021 welcoming faith, hope, and love? And so it's that second point that I really want to talk to you a little bit about today for a few minutes, and that is receiving what the new year brings. And, um, you know, there's many ways to go into a new year. You can go into a new year. Many people have uh, New Year's resolutions or maybe a list of goals and things that they want to accomplish and achieve. Some people don't go into the new year with any um, expectations at all. They just go in like it's another day. And no matter where you're at on that, um, on that scale, um, you know, all has value in resolutions and in goals. And, 
by nature and by profession and by training, I'm a life coach and, and, um, as well as a pastor. But in my life coaching business, it's all about um, taking action, making a list and taking action, getting done what needs to get done. And so that for most of my life, that's what I did at, at uh, the end of a year. I would, would take some time and create my list of um, goals that I wanted to accomplish in the new year. Well, um, in 2009, back in 2009, I unexpectedly lost my beautiful 21-year-old son. Many of you know that. And so, of course, my life, uh, for obvious re- reasons, came to a screeching halt. It was, it was not going to be a list of goals that year. It was not going to be a list of resolutions. And um, it was enough for me just to put one foot in front of the other And so somehow, by God's grace, I came across this whole concept of um, one word, entering into the new year with one word. And for me, that just uh, seemed so welcoming because um, I barely, as I said, barely could put one foot in front of the other. So one word was doable for me. It seemed like a simple step for me to take. And, um, you know, I don't know where the one-word concept came from. Honestly, I did a Google search this morning. There's 4 million uh, results, so it's out there, and I would encourage you to take a look because you can can read books on the one-word concept. You can go to websites. You can even, once you, uh, there's websites that help you to choose your word, and there's Once you choose your word, there's websites that will help you to join your tribe for all the people in the world that have chosen that particular word. So anyways, for me, it was simple and it was doable. And my brain in my deep grief, that's what I needed, is simple and doable. And just that mustard seed of faith is what it felt like for me. And and so the idea of the one-word concept is um, instead of creating a list of goals and resolutions, why not find one word that can be your companion and your guide as you enter into the new year? And it sounds so simple, but it's amazingly effective because a one-word guide is just that. It is your guide, and it's not versus a New Year's resolution or a list of goals. When you don't accomplish them, you can feel like a failure. You can feel like you're not measuring up, but one word... You can't fail when you have one word, a one word that God is guiding and directing you. It can serve as a focal point throughout your year. And so for me, that word, after I lost Isaac, that word, I, I don't even remember if it was 2010 or 2011. It was after, after he went to heaven, my one word was breathe. All I, all I could do was breathe. And that reoriented me. Every time I felt like I was drowning, every time I felt like I couldn't breathe. And maybe some of you are in that space right now where you feel like you cannot breathe. And so I just want to encourage you. This is, um, you know, as it says in Matthew 11, that it is his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he'll never put anything ill-fitting on you. So this isn't a list of to-dos and it's not, a, it's not something that you have to do or get done. But something that feels comfortable and inviting. And so for me that, that year, it was breathe. So I started that practice. And, um, and I've been doing it ever since. And I'll tell you that in 2019, the end of last year, 
before the pandemic hit, before COVID, before, you know, the world had all kinds of unexpected challenges to offer, my word was um, trust. And I usually take some time right around after Thanksgiving and start thinking about what, what the year is inviting me to, what I knew was on my calendar already, some things that um, Sean and I were planning and some things that we were planning with God. I knew personally that it was going to require um, a deeper trust on my part. So I chose the word trust, and um, when I choose a word, I try to um, connect a scripture to it. And so my scripture was Isaiah 26.3, and, and it is that God keeps in perfect peace all those who trust in him. And so, um, so my word trust, I'm going into the new year with what I knew I was going into, and then who knew there was going to be a global pandemic? And who knew that this uh, crazy COVID virus that is very contagious and um, very scary was going to hit my life. Uh, everyone else's too, but I'm looking at, at my word trust. And, you know, when you lose a child to, a, to the flu, a healthy 21-year-old child to the flu, um, I can guarantee you there were a lot of triggers in me when COVID came to our town. And... Um, and when three of my daughters were positive for COVID, I can tell you I was going back to that trust scripture. He will keep in perfect peace those who put their trust in him. And that was my mantra, that was my scripture, that every time I started to get worried or afraid or uh, I had a, an, uh, a surgery that was a simple surgery that uh, had unexpected complications that required a hospital visit and two blood transfusions, and trust, my word trust, just one word trust, reoriented me. And so you can see the value of choosing just one word, because it will help you to reorient, remind you to what is true. Perfect peace God will um, give to those whose trust is in him. And so it helped me to take, take me back to what is more true than anything else going on around me. What is more true is God's word and God's promises. And... Um, you know, so what I'm going to talk to you to, about today is an individual personal practice that, that I do, but I just want to tell you that this is something, if you're a business owner, you can do this for your business. If you're a teacher, you can do this for your classroom. Pray and ask God to give you a word for your classroom. Um, our pastors, Scott and Claire, they just went away to get a word from God for you, for me, for Crossroads Church. And I don't know about you, but I am so grateful that we have leaders, that we have pastors that will take time away to hear from God for us and for the future of Crossroads Church. So, just so you know that, that this can be done in many different ways. We've done it in our marriage group uh, with couples. We do it in, in my small group on Thursdays with the ladies. Um, but there's a few things about choosing a word. So it's not something that you want to um, just randomly choose this is a word that it takes intention to find your word. It takes, um, it's not haphazard approach to, um, to what your word might be. It's not a to-do list. 
So, it, you know, it's not what you want to do because those are goals. But this is rather, it's um, who do I want to be? Who does God want me to be in this coming year? So approach it as, a, as more of a to-be list. And then, um, so we need to be intentional about that. And then secondly, it is a scriptural principle. Uh, just know that it's a scriptural principle. We see it throughout the word in John 138. The, first, the very first recorded question that Jesus asks his disciples is, what are you looking for? And maybe Jesus is asking you that right now. What are you looking for? Or we know in Mark ten fifty one, blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you, Jesus said to him. Well, Jesus already knows, but he, know, he wants us to name our desire. If you've been a part of our transforming retreats, you know that that was a big part of um, our retreats is naming your desire. And then Matthew 7, 7 says, don't bargain with God. Be direct and ask for what you need. And like Nina and Tanika said, say what you want to say. Say what you want to say and, and be direct and ask God. Um, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 2 says, Train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand with discernment. And so we see that it takes some training on our part, training to uh, our heart to listen and to be open to what God wants to speak. So taking intentional time away to hear God, away from noise, away from distractions, um, you have to be intentional about it because it's not just going to be a word that drops in your lap. Although sometimes, sometimes that does happen. But other times, as we heard in the song earlier today, as we wait upon the Lord, our strength is renewed. And so... You know, where do you feel most connected with God? And uh, is it in nature? Is it um, when you're worshiping, when you're, when you're reading, when you're journaling? Wherever it is, find some time to go there. Find some time to do that. Um, and begin to pray with God and ask God how he wants you to enter into 2021. So just creating the space to get away from direct, um, distractions and then once, you're, once you get some time away and you're quiet with God, be curious and begin to ask questions and be able to say you know, to God, God, what is it that we want to do together this year? You can be like um, Isaiah where he says, here I am, Lord, use me. Or Jeremiah who says, I am the potter or... You are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me into um, a useful vessel. Another great question might be, what is my heart longing for? Pay attention to what you're longing for. Those are clues to the plan that God has for you in 2021. And then um, another great question is, Lord, how can I be more like you and less like me? Are there areas in my life that need some development? Or what is preventing me from being the best version of myself with God? Is there something in the way? Is there something that I need to do? Is there something that I need to um, take action on? Um, so you kind of get the idea. Is you, when you reflect and you, and you get time and, and you're with God, you can, you can better focus on maybe what is an obstacle and find the antidote for that, right? Um, sometimes... Sometimes your word will choose you 
And then sometimes it just takes time. Sometimes you just have to, like I've been praying, like, like I said, right around after Thanksgiving, I start talking to God about that and, and praying and asking him some, some things based on desires in my heart and longings. And so once you get your word, and I know that this is just a very quick version of, 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 of a more um, elaborate way to find your word with God, but it's connecting with God. Once you have it, begin to live it out. Begin to share it with your friends. If you have a trusted friend or a small group, uh, meet with them. You can share with them what the word that God spoke to you so that they can remind you. They can remind you when your life starts going off the rails that you can, they can say, hey, hey, remember, God gives perfect peace when you put your trust in him. Those kinds of things. And so whatever your word is. In our small group, um, Thursdays, we did this for 2019, and we'll do it again. We've been doing it, I, don't, I think, since 2017 in our small group. Some of the words this year were joy, hope, health, intention, pause, trust, heal, act, strength, peace, compassion, risk, flourish, change, thrive, surrender. And so those are just a few examples of some of the words that the ladies chose and um, as they prayed and got with God. And in Proverbs 2.11, it tells us, if we follow wise counsel, God will watch over us and protect us from making poor choices. And so that's a great scripture because that is one of the benefits of, of wise counsel with um, getting with God Receiving your word from God is because it's giving you wise counsel and it will protect you from making poor choices. So when we have a word from God, it can, um, we can hold it up against some of the decisions that we need to make in life, some of the things that are um, opportunities in our lives that we can say, okay, should I say yes to this or should I say no to this? It helps us with our yeses and it helps us with our noes because we have a guide, a companion, a focal point. We have um, something that will, that will keep us on track. And so it's very helpful in making decisions. And um, one of the things that I always recommend doing too is when you can, when you know that the word that God has spoken to you, it's kind of like, you know, when you buy a new car or something or you're looking at buying a, a, a different kind of car that you then see that car everywhere you go. That's kind of what happens when you choose a word is that you'll choose a word and then you'll see it places. Like one year my word was uh, dream. And I was out shopping and I found this beautiful picture, dream. And I thought that is a great picture for me to remind me that it was ever before me. And so I... I hung it where in my bedroom, like as soon as my eyes opened, I would see that picture. And so it was a reminder to me to help uh, reorient me. And then also um, this word, this year I told you my word was trust. And so I just simply chose a rock and I wrote the word trust on it. And you, you might be able to see that it says 2020 on the one side because after you've been doing this for a few years, you might forget what year you chose that, that word. Um, and then underneath where you can't see is where I have Isaiah 26.3 to remind me of the scripture that guided me 
along with the word for that year. And so, um, so maybe it's going to be a script. If you're really creative, you can paint your own picture. And some of the ladies in our small group did that. And I think I'm going to try to do that this year. I'm going to paint something. Um, but just get creative and paint something just right on a rock or maybe it's a scripture or a song or a poem, but something that's going to remind you of the word that you and God chose that's going to be a guide for you through the year. And so um, I just want to leave you with this um, question, and that is, what one word can help you step into 2021 with courage and faithfulness toward God, yourself, and others? I pray you'll be our Just like every
even something that we can use for ourselves if we put that recording on and just sit in silence and join in prayer with that song. That would be an awesome experience. Well, I'm going to take a minute, if I may, and uh, kind of bounce off of uh, Kathleen's message, which was awesome, by the way. Um, I knew that, that we were, she was going to be talking about finding a word for the new year, so I was thinking about that last night, and a word came to me, and that word was hope. And it was interesting, so I said, oh, good, now I have a word, uh, so if I, I can share it tomorrow. And as I thought about that word, and this, this is what happens, even like what Kathleen was saying about when you, uh, the car thing, you start seeing all these these, the same car everywhere. When you pick that word, and I've had this experience before in other areas of my, of my life, my spiritual life, um, it begins to open other things up in your mind. And in this case, uh, the word hope led me to a couple of partial scriptures. And, of course, the definition for faith is faith is the substance of things hoped for. And how many times uh, do we think that our faith is based on hope? And First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 ends with, and these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. So once I think, uh, this is a great message, because once we choose a word in our spiritual life, uh, it does help us to continue to rely on that word and, and how God wants that word uh, to show us more meaning than just having the word of hope. So uh, I was very thankful for that. Thank you, Kathleen. Um, so as we go th- not only through this week, but as we continue through this year, uh, let us remember that um, we should stand firm in our faith. Uh, Keep hope alive and always remember that God loves us more than we can imagine. So as we bring the service to a close, uh, I would like to read this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for being with us in the spirit. God bless you. And we hope to be with you again next week. Don't forget, next week we will be uh, meeting in the sanctuary. So make sure you uh, reserve your time, and we hope to see you all then. God bless you. Amen. Lord bless you. Oh